Welcome, social media family. So glad you're joining us here today. We are U.S. Immigration News Without the Politics. And our episodes are called Just Wait One U.S. Immigration Minute. I'm gonna go through a series of questions that are pretty popular and I hope they'll be helpful. If you would like to contact us, we will have all our information linked below. All right, we're gonna go ahead and get started with the first question. Can hiring a U.S. immigration lawyer speed up the process for my case? The answer is absolutely yes. However, your U.S. immigration lawyer must be a member of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. That is usually short for AILA. We have liaisons that meet with the directors of the various uses centers that process throughout the country. And basically, they go ahead and accept our questions and they pull your file, review it, and then it always speeds up the adjudication. Number two, we can contact the ombudsman for USIS. They can actually physically go into the USIS office to the actual adjudicator and ask them to show them the file and explain what's going on. These two things are much more powerful than a congressional inquiry. If you would like your U.S. immigration lawyer to take advantage of these options, you should not have a U.S. congressional inquiry open. That's one of the questions the liaisons ask, okay? So, uh, you want more information on that? Let me know. Let's go on to the next question. What is TPS and is it the same as asylum? TPS is temporary protection status. So if somebody like Afghanistan, if their individuals are already in the United States and devastation becomes the country like Afghanistan falling to the terrorist rule, then they do not have to go home. They will be designated and given a certain time period to stay in the U.S. without having to return. That designation may be reopened several times, like Salvadorians have been getting TPS since the 90s. Okay, very different from asylum. Asylum is where you're fleeing persecution or a refugee, and you are having to go through an entire process, but you're outside of the United States, and you're coming in to get a permanent benefit, whereas TPS is temporary. Okay, so again, that's what TPS is. On to our next question. How much money do I need to invest in the U.S. to get an investor's visa? Okay, one million dollars is not it, folks. <laughs> Basically, your business has to be properly capitalized. So that means if you set up a budget and you realize that your budget is, say, $75,000. $75,000 to open your business, pay your employees. For the first year, you should show the government that you have irrevocable funds that you put into the U.S that but for being denied the visa, this 70,000, 75,000 will run your business for the full year. After that, you can start taking into consideration revenue that will be generated in the years forward and project five years. But I have done visas as low as $25,000 and they have been approved and come in with their families for $25,000, folks. So this is really fantastic. You wanna get your footprint in the US, your business, Consulting businesses are really popular. I steer you away from what we call franchises, like owning a pizza hut. Because basically owning a pizza bar, you are not in line at all to get a green card because that is too easy. That is very low level management. We want you to 
consider creating a business. We do business plans with our clients. We have business plan partners. So that is an example, 25,000 folks, and we can even go lower if your business can be properly capitalized. All right. I believe we have one more question here that's pretty popular. Is there anything I, as a U.S. citizen, can do because he or she married me for the green card and then divorced me? Absolutely. We work uh, several times per year with U.S. citizens who feel like they have no protection. First of all, you're liable through the I-864. You've made a contract with the U.S. immigration government. You don't want to be on the hook for that. You don't want to have to continue to support a spouse, whether in divorce or you don't know where they are. It just doesn't matter. You have to continue to support them. The only way that you can be relieved of that support is that you either have to have them leave the country or you have to um, physically withdraw that support, okay? Or they have to become a U.S. citizen. So what I recommend is that when you hire an immigration lawyer, um, we do a trick. We trigger something called the I-751. We file it as the U.S. citizen and we say every reason why this is not a good faith marriage and we include protective orders or different evidence, affidavits from friends and family that show that this marriage is not bona fide. It confuses the government so that when your spouse tries to get a, a waiver on the I-751 saying that you abused them or whatnot, you're easily able to show as the U.S. citizen that this is not true. And we f usually file before, before the non-citizen getting the benefit files. So folks, that is pretty much our uh, session for today of Wait One U.S. Immigration Minute. Again, if you have any questions or concerns, please let us know. We've been a member of AILA for over 12 years. I have been practicing for about 25 years. Well, we really enjoy putting out these podcasts. See you next time, family.